Welcome to Thriving Your Love, a podcast where we will guide and help you improve your most precious relationships in life. This podcast is produced and hosted by certified emotionally focused therapist, Claudio Vargas Silva, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Trisha Kim Walsh, also licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome back, our listeners and viewers. It's been a while that we've had the chance to do this podcast, and we are excited to be back here with you all today to talk about another wonderful topic, Claudio, that I really enjoy. And I forgot to mention to you in in our conversation just a moment ago that it was recently National Couples Day, and it feels so fitting that the topic of our discussion is loving rituals, love rituals. And we have a lot of exercises we do in the Hold Me Tight workshop that we offer for two days for our couples. And one of my favorite exercises we do is love rituals, because as soon as we start asking our couples, what are ways that they make sure that they have dedicated time to spend with one another? Sometimes it takes a moment, but they usually get there. And then their faces are glowing and there is love in their eyes. And it is definitely a topic that we want to get into more of the details to make sure you're all feeling supported about when we say love rituals, what exactly does that mean? Claudio, maybe you could kick us off today. Absolutely. Um, You know, when we start dating, we want to be with the person we love all the time. We do everything we can be with that person we might even not to sleep (laughs) to spend time with that person we we might go distances yes so much motivation so much energy right Mm -hmm. after a while after the honeymoon when we have that routine when the routine sets in And we have so many things to do. Sometimes we might have children. It becomes difficult. We need to be more intentional because it is not as spontaneous as it was. With this topic, we are actually helping couples to rekindle that fire so that they can, again, have some of that thing, that fire that they had when they were in the honeymoon phase, that they wanted to spend time with each other, but now in a more deliberate way, in a more intentional way, that they actually make it happen. They decide together to have time for each other. Yes, and It's a topic that I almost can see the deer in the headlights response because sometimes, Claudio, it feels like it's been such a long time that couples have revisited the love ritual. And so this is why I do invite you after today, listening to our podcast, start writing down memories you have, your favorite moments. It's the little moments. It's the big moments. It's everything in between. And I would just say like journaling. Write down the moments in which you love spending with your your partner. And one of the ways that I find couples enjoy a ritual existing between the two of them is the greetings. 
the welcomings. Now, it's interesting because we are in a different place during this pandemic, as a lot of our couples work in the same house, right? They work in the same setting. So then they say to me, Trish, how do I, how do I welcome and, and, and return when we've been in the same house all day long with the kids? I'm like, great question. But you can still welcome each other back from the transition of being in work mode to loving mode. And so however you do that, whether it's an emoji, a text message that says I'm thinking of you, or even just a kiss, a hug, uh, an acknowledgement of I hope you have a really great day, you know, just some way of extending or a memory of I know today is going to be a hard day. I know you have a lot of important meetings you're going to be in. I'd like to check in with you during lunch to hear how it went. Those check-ins. A lot of my partners say just knowing that the partner is thinking of them or sending them an emoji, like a thumbs up, a smiley face, how's it going? How did that meeting go at two o'clock? Really makes them feel loved. And then the returning back, uh, th there is research studies show that when a couple or when you as a family member are giving each other a hug for about 20 to 30 seconds, oxytocin is established in, in, in that embrace. And so even just the loving ritual of embracing one another and giving each other a hug to the point where you drop into them, shoulders dropping into your lover, so to speak. That's another ritual that my clients love to do, especially for those whose love languages are physical touch. Mm -hmm. And what we are talking about, Trisha, is actually about expressing love in different ways, as you are saying, hugging, kissing, and also enduring words, how you call each other, and then saying, I love you, or some loving things, right? Reminding the other person all the time. And let's say that if you go out and you come back and you bring something, bring some flower, it doesn't need to happen every time. But once in a while doing this reminds the other person that they are special to you. Like, for example, imagine that you are doing something at home and then your partner come behind you and hugs you, you know, so those are things that are really very special. They are very simple. It seems like they are small. They mean so much. They are a constant reminder that I love you. So in other words, we are saying I love you in different ways. Because every time that you hug your partner, you kiss your partner, you give a smile, you know, your partner enters the room and then you look at your partner and you smile at your partner, and your partner smiles back at you. Those are loving expressions that are a constantly reminder. You are special to me. You are important to me. You are in my mind. I'm happy. You bring happiness to my life. When I see you, I feel happy for having you in my life. And it's interesting how these are like piles of love that make the couple feel very connected to each other. And that also helps them in their sexual life. Because for some people, it's hard for them to turn on sexually at the end of the day if they didn't have these loving reminders during the day. But when they have these loving reminders, you know, they feel connected they feel special to their partner 
And then it's very easy for them to connect to the sex part of their relationship. There's so many layers to this, Claudio, of the importance of being attuned to your partner's desires and longings. And in, in emotionally focused therapy, we talk about these are bids. These are bids and invitations for connection. And the couples we work with, right, Claudio, they acknowledge that what they want more than anything is to please their partner. And so I think that's something for our listeners to be aware of is there is a heart's desire, but you know, there's a couple of reminders of what can get in the way of that. We call that the negative cycle, but we remind ourselves that time, the time of being there for your child, for the pickup, for the chores, to take good care of your health, to go to medical appointments. There are so many ways and so many interruptions in the day that couples say, I want to, I desire to, but I just don't find enough time in the day. So I have a couple I'm working with right now. And for confidentiality, I'm not going to go into great details, but high level, this is my tech couple, the couple that are working really hard and they want to provide a good life for their family. They just recently had a child at their first baby and they are just working so hard and they're such great parents, but they just don't find enough time to have sex, enough time to even have a meal together. So we started to talk about vacations because I said to them, when's the last time you had the chance to take a trip? And they're like, boy, would we love to do a trip? And I said, let's use some of our therapy time to talk about what it would look like if you got a chance to go on that vacation. And they were acknowledging finances are difficult right now for them. They have to cut costs. So I said, what would a staycation? For those of you who are not familiar with a staycation, it just means you're not going to necessarily go international or even go out of state, but you're going to stay in the city. And there's a lot of great places and a lot of great things you can do. Uh, even going to a family picnic, for example, or, or being able to go to the beach. And for those of us who live in the Bay Area, we do have access. If you don't have access, then what is the closest uh national park that you could go to that's nearby or maybe just um, family themed park or there there's a lot of cool uh, downtown areas that can be also friendly for families or for couples it can even just be an enjoyment to go to the spa or go to a restaurant but what i'm saying is this couple acknowledged you know what we really need is a trip we need time away from work and it doesn't have to be a lot it could be a couple of days and they found that when they did that so claudio they they made a commitment that was the agreement at the end of our therapy session that they would plan a vacation the next time i saw them two weeks later they said to me we figured it out we're going to do a staycation we're going to take a couple days off and they the, the three of them their child and and the couple had a really great time they did the things they wanted to they wrote it down so if you're someone like myself who needs to remember these things write down the things that you're speaking to so you don't forget and i do find that my couples who are in therapy benefit from writing down what they're learning and so as you're listening to this podcast write down ideas that you have so that you can apply it at the end of today's podcast yes trisha um this is very important to have these vacations and i never thought about a staycation so <laughs> that was a great idea actually so i really appreciate that and you know another thing too is to have a weekly dating day. And some couples, they are very good in terms of their work. They work hard. And sometimes also they have children and they don't have time and they want to be good parents. They don't want to leave their children with anyone. But the thing is that if their 
relationship suffers because they don't have a good connection, their children will suffer as well. So if they invest in their couple's relationship, this is going to be good for their kids because when couples have problems, kids suffer a lot. So a lot of the kids' well-being has to do with their parents' relationship with each other. So that means if you need sometimes to take some time of the week, let's say a night that you can leave your kids with someone to take care of them, and then you can spend some special time together. You know, I remember a couple that I had a while ago was really precious. They were my last session of the day, which was 8 p.m. And so they came to the session and they left the session. They went to have dinner together. So that was their night, their special time. So their daily night of the week. So I have seen that some couples, they don't have a date time for a long time. Right. Some couples for years don't have a vacation and they have very good intentions. Sometimes they are working hard to make ends meet, to provide for their family. But in some way, the relationship is suffering. It's very, very important to prioritize the relationship because sometimes if the relationship is not doing well, it's not going to help much to have, you know, money or material things because the most important thing is their relationship, their connection with each other and with their family, Tricia. Exactly, Claudio. I think in, in capturing our message from today's podcast, I think we could agree is how much your partner matters to you. The fact that you're tuning in and listening to this acknowledges that you're prioritizing your love, thriving your love. The whole reason for why we're doing this is we love helping our couples. We want to help them get the skills to keep showing how much you love your partner. And this is what I love about being a couples therapist, Claudio. I know that this is how we actually came to meet is because we love healing our couples and teaching them to trust their instincts and their intuition, one of the ways that you could do it is listen. I know sometimes it's not as sexy to ask, but ask. So I would invite you, if you haven't already, is turn to your partner and say to them, what kind of loving ritual would you like to implement into our life? What have you missed? And what would you like to bring back? And how can I help us so that we can do that? I think sometimes just turning to your partner, looking lovingly in their eyes and saying, I miss roller skating with you. I miss going to the beach with you and having a picnic. I do miss going on trips. How do you make that possible? Financially, it may not be possible, but I remind couples that they have dreams so they can write down those dreams and say, what are we doing in efforts to make that happen? And if it might not happen for a long time, then what can we do that maybe wouldn't be as a goal that would be so daunting? Maybe going to France is just out of the question at this time, but what could be something that's obtainable, right? And so I talk to my couples about this and I invite, that's what we want here in our, our discussion around loving rituals is the focus is you mattered so much to me, insert name, partner, and I want to show up for you. I want to prioritize you and I want to learn what love rituals can we start 
beginning tomorrow. Yeah. And remember what you did when you were dating. <laughs> you had so many ideas, right? <laughs> and everything seemed to be fun. <laughs> That's a really good yeah. point, Claudio. I really like that you've acknowledged it. And also be reminded is you had fun. What was fun? And what is fun then is a different kind of fun now. You might be in a different age. You know, hair has turned a different color, but that doesn't mean you still don't know how to have a lot of fun. And that's one thing I see with all my couples is they like to have fun with each other. And it can be bedroom fun as well as it can be cuddling fun, cuddling on the couch and getting some popcorn and watching your favorite movie or TV show, right? It does. There, there's so many ways during this pandemic, we learn to be creative with the quarantine. So don't forget, what did you do that was fun during this pandemic? And maybe most of you are like, please, let's forget about it. We don't want to talk about it anymore. But again, we got creative. And as Esther Perel says, it's about curiosity. So get curious with one another, ask questions, and then be pleasantly surprised when you have your love and your heart open up. Well, thank you so much for listening today. And we want to invite you to keep on listening to our podcast, Thriving Your Love. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you'll join us soon again for our next episode of Thriving Your Love.